Oh yes, this is the Hardcore Marketing Show. I'm Casey Cheshire, your host for this epic journey. Today's show is sponsored by Ringmaster on a mission to launch B2B podcasts that create relationships, generate revenue, and drive growth. Ringmasterlive.com. Bam. All right. Hello, hello. We are started. We are started and starting, and this thing is going. The train has left the station. I'm very excited to introduce my guest today. He is an entrepreneur, a marketer, fellow Marine Corps veteran, a leader, a problem solver, and the kind of military experience that, uh, let's just put it this way, when, when, when you meet someone and they've, they've got certain background, you just go, whoa, and you're like Im- impressed with a fellow Marine. So I'm impressed. He's got some great training, some great schools. He did a lot of crazy and fun and wild jobs in the military, which we might get into. He's the founder at GI Pages, Josh Addison. Welcome, sir. Hey, Casey. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, man. Uh, so, so- Your flattery is too much. <laughs> just put it on rewind, right? Just keep, just keep playing it over and over again. That's the way and there we go. <laughs> so, so hey, I, I want to get right to this. Um, we've talked a little bit already, and I can't wait to dive into this topic. So, I'm going to shut up and hand this thing to you. It is heavy, though. So, but you know, Marines. Ugh. That's okay. right. You like heavy? Thing? You got it. All right. Gotcha. All right. Take Thor's hammer. Smash for me some kind of marketing myth, bogus strategy, misconception. Set the record straight once and for all. Yeah, absolutely. So the concept that we're going to smash today is that the the way to grow your business is to be constantly pulling in new leads, that you then have to convert into customers, that you have to be doing things such as expensive ads, making endless social media content that, let's face it, most of you probably do not enjoy, cold outreach, and on and on and on, when actually there's a fantastic market that you're already sitting on, and to get to them can be fast and inexpensive. We don't have to keep going after the same thing. Are, are you saying, I feel like it's almost like we're in this like hamster wheel and you're telling us, yeah, get off the stupid thing. Everyone, exactly. Everyone's in this hamster wheel of, I need more clients. I need more leads. I need to be doing more and more and more. And absolutely. You do have to have people coming into your business, but, um, there's a better way than just new customer acquisition. Uh, and in fact, if you're already running a business and it's profitable or it's at least generating revenue, then what if you changed your focus onto a group that's three to five times more likely to buy? They're likely to spend 30% or more on your products. And just by advertising to these people, your profits can increase by up to 25% with little or no cost on your end. And those aren't my made up numbers. Those are the statistics. And so right. people are like, well, who is, this, who is this person? You know, who is this magic customer? It all sounds too good to be yes. true. Well, th- yeah, the simple fact is it's, it's your current database. It's your current customers. It's people who have already bought from you, engaged with you and somehow raised their hand, shown an interest in you and what you do. That's it. So we're already sitting on, we already have the answer around us, but how do we turn that into paying for the light bill? And like, yeah, yeah. 
Well, exactly. So it's just a matter of changing focus. Um, you know, really have gotten into the, you know, Dan Kennedy lately. Uh, and a, a, a line that really resonated with me is uh, see what everyone else is doing and do the opposite. <laughs> right. And it's, it, it kind of goes to the old adage of do what no one else will. So you will have what no one else has. And, uh, and that's the case here. You know, the statistic, according to all the research, is that only 18% of businesses prioritize customer retention over customer acquisi- acquisition. And, you know, you had, you had your guest, um, Daryl Amy on. Yeah. And he talked about this group of people, right? And in your podcast episode with him. And so you can see that it's not just the opinion of Josh Addison over here. There is market data. There are entrepreneurs and marketers with far more experience than I am. And they're all saying the same thing. You just have to be willing to listen to it and fi- figure out, okay, am I going to actually take advantage of this opportunity? Right. You know, and you know, everyone heard of the Pareto principle, 80-20. Well, what if you did spend that 20% of time focusing on the people who have already come across that trust bridge? Mm. Because that's all all business is, is it's it's trust and it's providing a service. And the framework that I really changed me and how I operate my business was that's exactly what we do. It's it's a trust between me and the people who trust me with their businesses and that I will deliver for them. And all money is, is just the medium of the exchange. That's it. It means nothing if there isn't a valuable service or product that you're delivering on the other end that you can keep with your current customers. Gotcha. And so if you're in a business where you're just turning customers, then you're always going to be on this hamster wheel of where's the next dollar coming from and where's the next sale coming from. Right. Whereas if we can turn that into a system where we stay engaged, we have that top of mind awareness with our already network then you're 10 steps ahead of the game. I love the imagery of the trust bridge and the fact that people are already over it. Uh, and I, I guess to go on that analogy, but yeah, we still, we're trying to fish still, right? Because people already come over. Exactly. They're hanging out on our side, and yet we're still looking at the ocean to try to, where are the fish at? You know, it's like, dude, they're like right behind you. They're already on your side exactly. of the island. Exactly. And, you know, and you've got, just like fishing, you've got several types. You'll have... Fish that have already bit and you've already put in your boat at least once, right? You've caught them. They're in your network. They're they're, they're either currently paying right. for something, currently using your service, or they already have. And then you've got nibblers. You've got people who are testing the bait. You know, they're looking at your content. Um, they're reviewing what it is you're doing. You know, customers are far more educated now than they used to be. You know, they are doing the sales cycle on their own. Yeah. They're reviewing. They already know what they want. They're pretty close to identifying what it is their problem is. And they're really just kind of looking for a solution. And uh, if they're in your network, they've already come to you seeking that. And there's so much noise out there that people are just constantly being bombarded. Then, uh, you know, they lose focus. They go somewhere else or they they just completely drop off. And if you can keep that top of mind awareness with them, uh, and and play for the long game, then you're going to fill your basket with fish. 
And uh, we really like the fact that, th- I mean, this is who we focus our marketing efforts on with the businesses we serve is, is we're going after their, their database. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, there's a couple of reasons why. I mean, like we talked about, that the first reason is we've already got that trust established. Right. And that, that can't be overstated. And especially in the internet of things, there is just so much garbage out there, right? right? It doesn't take any effort for somebody to put something online and, and try and sell it. Um, if with your current database, you, you've already established that trust. They've, they've come to you, you know, for something, even if that was just an introduction, um, even if that was just to answer a couple questions. You know, they don't have to be full-fledged customers, but they're already in your network. They've already said, hey, this is who I am. I'm interested or I'd like to learn more. Right. Uh, right. Even better is, is they're familiar with you. you if they're going to come with questions, chances are that they're going to come with high quality questions specific to you. And we, we've all had those people who come in and... Um, you know, lead qualification is huge and it can be either a blessing or a curse. Um, and part of that is your own messaging. What are you putting out there? Are you being selective and making sure that, you know, people who come to you recognize that they are the right person? Um, and these people have already done a degree of that. Mm -hmm. Um, if they've already purchased from you, then they're your ideal client already. That is your avatar. You've done it. You figured it out, right? You've made them. Right. And so now it, how can I do five more of them? Yeah, they've already self-identified the need. Um, and even better is, is they're in your network. You know, we talked about they're your ideal client. Well, they also know your ideal client. And if you're serving them well, who are they going to go talk to? You know, I, I don't remember the statistic, but the vast majority of businesses doing under $3 million a year, it's something like 60 to 80% of their revenue comes from referrals. Right? And yeah. most businesses are doing referral with a hope, a hope that a referral will happen. Yes. Yes. Right? Yes, totally. And, and hope is great, but what if we could put a plan in place and have a strategy that turns hope into measurable actions and results? Yeah, that, I mean, it's and that's always preferable, right? Because otherwise, you, the metric you own is dependent on the universe. And what one day you made it, but you still don't feel good about it because, well, that week you hit your numbers, but you know that you didn't really touch any levers that you know of it just sort of happened and the following week you could be in the in the naughty chair because it didn't hit the numbers and neither time were you the one doing the lever so yeah hope-based referrals is not going to cut it exactly yeah it's it's knowing you know i did an action and it resulted in a consequence whether positive or negative um and how do i repeat that or how do i avoid that and not do that again you know, I'm a big believer in, you know, just like when we were in the military, what did you do after everything you ever did? You came back and you did an after action, yeah, right? Talked it, talked it out. What worked? What didn't work? What could we do better? 
no different here. Find out what's working, what's not working, and uh, and go with it. Everyone's always so focused on I have to figure out what works. When in reality, you know, or at least in my experience in life, I have messed it up more times or not, and I've learned what not to do to figure out what to do in the end. Do you, you know, from from you know. having done all your your after actions, your debriefs, what kind of actions, what kind of practical things can we do to increase or to drive referrals so that we're not waiting on hope? Yeah, exactly. So the to to go out there and drive referrals is just to be proactive, right? And it is to stay engaged with that network. So like we said, only 18% of businesses are focusing on client retention, right? What are you doing to stay engaged with your clients? Um, and so how we do it is, is we do it via text messaging. And there's a couple reasons that we like this platform. And that, that's the basis of what we do is because it's direct, it's easy, mm. it's fast, and it's cost effective. And you know what? Almost no one else is doing it, especially in the small businesses. But who is doing it? Walmart's doing it. National pizza chains are doing it. Big restaurants are doing it. Big suit stores, you know, your Coles and um, you know your Macy's and stuff sure. like that. They're doing it. And, and why are they doing? It? Would they? Would these big corporations be spending this kind of money on this kind of thing if it didn't work? Not likely. Not for long. Absolutely. Not, not as long as they have been using it. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, kind of going back to the quote of "see what everyone else is doing and do the opposite." Yeah, Everyone's doing ads. Everyone's doing direct mail. Everyone, everyone is sending out an email. And yeah. I don't know if you're like me. How many emails I do you know. just ignore? And eventually you just get so overwhelmed. You don't even want to unsubscribe. You just select all and delete. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then the other thing about those mediums is, is they have a long process from either designing it, building out your email sequence, building out all of your email channels, getting them validated getting your emails out, how many letters do I have to write? Yep. And then, you know, the follow through, implementing it, getting it out. And then you have all these people that you still have to follow up with via another channel. And with text, we don't have that. Um, one of my, you know, favorite stories and what really pushed me into this brand of um, business was when I came across this and uh, I was like, okay, I'm going to try this yeah. out and looked for a fellow veteran um, who would let me run this on their business, right? So his name was Curtis Sprague. He runs a photography studio here in, in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. And uh, he is a phenomenal photographer. And he said, hey, buddy, absolutely. I've tried everything. If it helps you, by all means, give it a go. Cool. And... You know, a lot of people are going to be sitting here thinking, well, I have to have a massive database for this to work, right? He had 250 people in his immediate database. Okay. And all we did was we set up a simple message with a simple offer. And what he came into with his offer was he was going to give them a free 11 by 17 print. Cool. I, I think that's the right. I'm not a photographer, but it was a nice sized family portrait, single print that you could hang on your wall, right? right? And he was excited because he was trying out uh, a new form of photography for him in black and white. Oh, okay. Yep. 
And so we sent out a simple message that said, hey, first name, you know, so, hey, John, this is Amanda with Curtis Frog Photography, and we are super excited to announce that we're trying a new black and white family portrait. Our last studio session with you was fantastic. And as a valued customer, we'd like to offer you a free 11 by 17 print with your next session. Would you like to schedule one? Right. And in we ran that 250 people over two weeks. So we're only sending out, um, what is that? 25 messages a day. Cause we only do Monday through okay. Fridays. Yep. Um, is that a particular limit and, or are you just pacing it? No, 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 that was, that was just for him. Um, so that, you know, we could make sure that we were responding appropriately. Um, we weren't overwhelming anybody and we weren't Smart. just burning through the whole one time. Right. right? We, we do it in small batches so that we can see if something's working or not working. And then we have, we can change stuff, you know, like I said, instantly. Um, I mean, that's smart, right? And two, I, I might've just yeah. attempted to just hit all 250 all at once, but <laughs> I like the idea of iterating on it and seeing if, if it's working. Great. Send them more. You can always send them more, but then you not shooting all of it at once. Not a Correct. Dump back, right? yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> exactly. And in, in that two weeks, he got 22 booked appointments Wow! with, with the average value of each appointment being 1500 to two grand. Wow. From just a simple text message. Now let, let's kind of go into a couple of the reasons why for Curtis, that was such a good return, right? One, he is a professional salesman. He knows his product. And he differentiates himself from his market by you don't come in for photos. You come in for an experience. Mm. You've got a charcuterie board. You've got wine. You've got somebody who one-on-one is vested interest in what do you want these memories to be? So he's selling an experience. Right. And the byproduct is the picture, right? Right. And he has an intimate relationship with his customers. But anybody can do that. You know, this isn't unique to photography. This isn't unique to Curtis. It's just he realized that he could do that. And what he liked most about the text idea was the fact that if you go back to that message, what was that message that we sent out? It was hyper Super, yeah. It was, it, was, it was something you'd text someone that you know, as opposed to being exactly. some super spammy text message, which is the worst. Exactly. And so, you know, who was Amanda when we said, hey, this is Amanda with Curtis Brock Photography. Amanda's a robot. Okay, that's our software. And, but people don't need to know that and they don't have to feel that way. So a lot of people think, well, I have to do all this manually. No, no, no. There's plenty of services out there. And it's all in just how you frame it to keep it personalized. You're in complete control of the message. So be personalized. And if you're not doing text, if you're doing some other form of it, take that same, take that same concept is get hyper personalized in your messaging. Because people, that's what people want. People want to feel like they're being talked directly to, not at. Right. Right. Oh man, I love that. Um, Sick, sick. I want to transition a little bit uh, from that sure. to what, what are the places where you're learning these things, right? You, 
you're at, you've discovered different things here. Are there any particular books, any particular podcasts that you've been going to and you'd want to give a shout out to? Uh, so book wise or just kind of general learning knowledge, I, I really, I stumbled into the Dan Kennedy realm, uh, direct mess, you know, direct message marketing. Right. And then it's just been a lot of open source research and kind of figuring out, okay, what's working, what's not working. Um, a big part of going into this for my own self was I wanted a system that one, I could deliver on is actually delivering results. Two, how many people start a business only to make themselves another job? Not to be an entrepreneur, but to be another you know, job, working a second job. And I wanted a system that I could put together that wasn't just creating a second job. Yeah. But that provided a real value to people. Hmm. I didn't want to just be another service that, you know, does the same thing everyone else does and maybe gets results. Right. You know, in, in the marketing realm, I fall into it, you know, and, and different things that I've tried is, is people are all too quick to charge for something and you spent, you spent, you hand money over in hopes of a result. Mm. You know, I hope this Facebook ad campaign is going to work. Crossed. I, yeah. Exactly. You know, I, I hope this and, you know, so we decided to be different and said, instead of hope, why don't we start a business where it's results-based? Right. That's right? cool. And my success is tied to yours. If you're not succeeding because of what you've brought me in to do, then neither am mm -hmm. I. It's true. And that's how it should be, right? I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a real relationship versus some sort of transactional. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, I believe that if I take that out, and give that to people, you know, call it karma, call it goodwill, whatever you want, that reciprocates. People will see that and then they'll find ways to implement that in their business. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm kind of, kind of going back to circle back to the, the books, you know, the, the one book that I've been reading is I'm a huge financial okay. nerd. I, I love, I love finances. I love the numbers. Um, it's always fascinated me. Um, so I'm sitting here and I've been reading uh, the, the little book that still beats the market by, by Joel Greenblatt, huh. right? And you're, th you're probably thinking, well, what in the world does that have to do with marketing? Well, can you think of a more confusing and overanalyzed industry than trying to invest? Right. No, I can't. Right. I mean, it's just crazy confusing. Um, everyone's got a different opinion. Yep. Squawk boxers are always shouting one thing and, you know, you've got, you've got the eternal optimist, you've got the eternal pessimist, yep. you have everyone in between. Nobody knows what to do, right? And he wrote this, he, he's got this book, the little book that beats the market or that still beats the market. And if he can go through and identify a real simple, clean way to get positive results from the stock market in a way that the everyday user can understand, why can't we do that with marketing? Yeah. Right? Why can't I build systems that help businesses grow that's simple, easy to understand, and has real results? Not hiding behind fancy lingo, acronyms, percentages, or numbers that nobody understands. It's just real. 
And so that's been a big inspiration for kind of going through this. And we've really taken that to focus what we do even narrower uh, so that we can do just that, deliver the results, you know? Man, dude, well, who, who are you? Who, like, like, (laughs) how do you know these things? Take me back in time to like little Josh days. Did little Josh know you're going to be kicking ass, you know, Marine, marketer, entrepreneur, all these things? No. So, uh, little Josh grew up in, in Texas. And, uh, so split between North Texas and kind of South Central. And I grew up in a family that was short on money, but long on work ethic. You know, I had a, a dad, um, that growing up, it was, you know, kind of difficult. Was he there? Yeah. But man, he was always at work. He was the dad putting in 80 plus hours. Um, he was there for his work, no matter what, all the way to the end. Um, and I had a grandpa who, you know, worked until they told him he couldn't. And then, you know, then he passed away. He had no more purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, he was, he was driving trucks and delivering propane, uh, into his eighties. Yeah. And, uh, so that instilled a great sense of work ethic in myself. Um, and it kind of, began that entrepreneurial bug. Uh, I had a lawn care business when I was young. Um, when I had a driver's license, you know, I grew up with truck drivers. Uh, so I started a moving business and just did, you know, inner city moving people moving from one rental to another. Uh, I had an eBay store for a little bit. Um, you know, and and that's like a hustle store, you know, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Back when eBay was young, yeah. um, we're going back a ways. Um, but, uh, you know, I'd always had this kind of drive, but I never really had a sense of purpose or what I was really going for. Um, and that was all through high school. And then at 17, you know, you kind of come into that realization you're going, okay, what am I going to do? And I realized that, uh, one, I absolutely hated school. Mm. Uh, I was awful at school. Um, but I always loved to learn. And you know, it's kind of a kind of a quagmire there, but I loved to learn, but I hated school. And because you know, I realized later, and I see it with my youngest son, is you know, school is all about memorization and regurgitation. And um, I needed to be able to physically apply it. Right. And uh so realizing that college wasn't going to be for me and uh, nowhere else to turn. I joined the Marine Corps at 17. Um, funny story, I got my parents to sign off on, uh, you know, at 17, you have to have yeah. your parents sign off on it, right? Yeah, totally. So uh, I got my parents to sign off on it that I was going to go into crash fire rescue uh, on an aviation contract, right? And then I go to MEPS. And while and they're like, hey, can I change this? I'm like, yeah, what do you want to change it to? I'm like, change it to 03. Infantry. <laughs> and Let's go. So change it straight to infantry without their knowing Let's about go. it. Yeah, mom, dad, I'll be a firefighter. No worries. I'll be safe. I'm just going to sit on the side of him. Never going to be seeing yeah. anything dangerous at all. And like, hey, Never going to yeah. see anything dangerous yeah. at all. And uh, my mom still likes to give me a lot of uh, grief for that. So, yeah, I joined the Marine when Corps. When did they find 17, out? Uh, uh, they found out uh, after boot camp, or uh, yeah, so after infantry school, when I reported to an infantry unit, <laughs> I, when I reported to Seventh Marines, 
Uh, and they're like, wait a minute, what is that? I'm like, that's an infantry battalion, and uh, I leave for Iraq in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they were, they're getting a hint when you, you, you were going to training at the School of Infantry. It's like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And they're like, what is That's this? just what they call it, Mom. No worries. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so then, yeah, my, my military career, you know, I was in the infantry, um, did four years there, and then the... It's like, okay, well, what's next? I'm kind of, I'm kind of over this, right? I was already a squad leader. I had been a platoon sergeant at times. And so for those not in the military, I mean, that's, that's about as high as you really go in the infantry world. Um, not a lot of room for growth. <laughs> and uh, so there was this uh, nice big fat bonus and need for um, bomb technicians in the Marine Corps. So the field is, you know, EOD, explosive ordnance disposal. And uh, I was like, you know what? I've already been blown up, so why not look at it this time around? Vice just wondering <laughs> where it's going to come from, right? It was kind of the mindset. Sure. And uh, uh, so go to EOD school, and while there, they're like, hey, we're standing up this brand new, you know, Marine Special Operations thing. We need volunteers. Uh, and I was like, yeah, sure, why not? I'll raise my hand, uh, having no idea where this was going to lead to. And uh, so I ended up getting selected to go to the Raiders. And spent 10 years there um, with the Marine Special Operations Command. Cool. And I got to run around all over Afghanistan. And what was great about it was it, uh, it established something that, that most people don't get in their military career, or even in, in their careers in general, was um, it was a team, but I was a specialist of one. Mm. I was the only guy on that team that had the specialty and was expected to perform a job. So whenever those tasks came up or something fell into that purview, there was no one else to rely on. It was just, just me. Yeah. And, uh, so that built a whole new level of confidence and of just thinking of you know, mindset. Yeah. Um, and I, I look back on that now and, and that was probably one of the greatest setups to being an entrepreneur. I bet. Of, of learning to look at things, look at problems, face them head on, find out what's working, you know, be really quick to find out what's working, what's not working. Yep. Uh, because, it, you know, it's dependent on it. And uh, well, I've got a bit of a hypothetical question for you. Yeah. yeah. So I, I may or may not have a time machine up here in New Hampshire. So you oh, come boy. visit, we get some beer, show you the local New Hampshire breweries. Uh, we hop in this time mm. machine and, uh, yeah, hey, tell my wife, we'll be back in a little bit. We're going to mess around with the time machine. All right, you guys have fun. Um, it's a particular kind of time machine though, because it goes back in time and you get to meet yourself, uh, and roughly at the very early twenties, right? Let's say you've been in the Marines for just a little Boy. bit now. You're, you're not, you're not a boot anymore. You've been in and you get to meet yourself then, you know, like early you, what kind of things would you tell yourself? Ooh, a lot. Yeah. Question is how much would I listen yeah, to? I know, right? <laughs> um, but, you know, the, the big one I think I would tell myself is, um, one, be prepared for the punches. You're going to get hit in the face. Um, don't shy away from it. You know, don't not get in the ring but just know they're coming. 
no, it's no, you're going to get knocked down. And that the getting up while hard is more rewarding than anything easy you'll ever do. Um, and kind of what I tell my kids a lot is, is don't be afraid of the hard thing. Cause you're going to look back and you're going to realize that those were the best times in your life. So go, go forward, do the hard thing, be willing to fail, be willing to learn, be willing to be vulnerable. And, uh, you do that, you'll come out successful in more ways than just, you know, ribbons on your chest or money in your bank account. There'll, there'll be an inner strength and reward that nobody can take away. Uh, and that'll last you until your final days. Man. That is good. Well, well, if people want to learn more about text messaging, your services, your company, chat with you, where do you, where do they go? Where do they connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. So the best place to get a hold of me is is LinkedIn. Uh, you can find our profile on LinkedIn, and we are very much a service before sales based company. Uh, so if you've just got questions, you're not sure if this is right for you or not. Um, reach out and, and get in touch with us. You know, we're all about service. Uh, happy to answer questions. If this is something you're looking at doing on your own and you're, you're not even looking to bring somebody else in to do that, that's fine mm-hmm. too. You know, we want to see people succeed, um, whether that's with us or not, you yeah. know? Um, so we're just happy to be there to help people. So find us, find me on LinkedIn, um, Joshua Addison, the number 2336. And, uh, by all means, ask away, uh, and chances are I'm going to learn more from you reaching out to me than you are from me anyway. So it's just fine. You never know. I I think, uh, I think there's a, we've learned quite a bit today. So man, thank you so much for coming on here. Uh, talking SEO, talking about prioritization and not missing the people who've already come across that trust bridge. I just really appreciate it, man. Thank you. Absolutely. Casey, I appreciate you having me on, man. Uh, and look forward to talking with you again in the future. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. And for those, for those listening, if you learned something and I freaking know you did because I got two pages of notes over here, then share this episode with one person, two people, three, 3000 people, whatever the number is, just get good information into other people's hands. And, and with that, uh, dude, thank you again, Josh, you're the man. Hey, Casey, thank you. I appreciate you. And Semper Fi, brother. Uh, Semper Fi, that is it. And with that, uh, very uh, very appropriate ending to the hardcore, core spelled C-O-R-P-S, like the Marine Corps, in case you were wondering. Uh, another great episode of the Hardcore Marketing Show. We will see you all next time. 